0: Welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. Megan and Luke are back. They talk about their junior year. Nothing is off the table with these two. We dig into the pandemic, managing academic pressure, and managing hectic schedules, as well as advice for new freshmen, including not worrying so much about what other people think. As always, these two were honest and candid, and we're so appreciative of their time. I'm impressed by their maturity, and I certainly learned a thing or two myself. Enjoy this episode. I'll just start by saying welcome to Megan and Luke who have kindly given us their time again for their junior year report, their third episode with Relatable, super exciting. And we've been trying to get them on here. And Megan, of course, has been dutifully responsive while those of us that aren't as dutiful like myself and Luke. (laughs) So thank you, Megan, for your patience and Missy as we've been uh, trying to get our schedules straight. But we're super excited to have you here and to talk about junior year.
1: It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, My junior year has been pretty interesting. It's felt pretty long, but it's been good. It's definitely made me mature a lot because of all the obstacles I've had to overcome. But overall this year, I've definitely, you know, it's been a good year.
0: It's been a good year. How about you, Megan?
2: Yeah, same for me. It's been pretty good. Nothing too
1: eventful. Nothing
0: too traumatic other than (laughs) than a pandemic.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: let's talk a little bit about the pandemic. And Megan, we'll just start with you in terms of how did this year start for you? What was some of the impact? I, I, I guess when we spoke to you both last year, you were still in school, so really You hadn't felt the effects of that uh, when we spoke last time. So maybe just talk a little bit for you personally, how it's impacted you, and then throughout the school year, how that evolved, and then how it's ended for you in terms of how it's impacted. Like, are you back in school, or did you stay virtual? Tell me a little bit about what the year's been like for you.
2: Uh, It's been pretty good so far, like school-wise. It was like an easy shift to online learning. I didn't find it very hard, but it was was just good overall. Like I haven't gone back in person yet, so that'll be exciting for next year. When you first
0: were quarantined last year and the shift from going being in school to being at home and being virtual, how was that for you? Was was there any transition or did you immediately like that being virtual?
2: There was like an adjustment period, just getting used to it all. But I think also because I have two sisters and they were also going through the same thing with me, it was much easier Yeah, because we could like talk to each other about it. You weren't like completely
0: isolated and on your own because you had your sisters and they're also, are, are all of you in high school at the same time? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> and then interesting about going virtual and you said that you you, that transition worked well for you. What do you think? about that uh, worked well what was it that you liked about being virtual and, and working from home essentially
2: uh, I've just always been able to like pace myself with my work so it wasn't like hard to just like be on top of all my assignments it was just like simpler to just like not have to actually go into the school and I could just be at my desk just on the computer
0: <laughs> and kind of run it on your own and then would yeah. you say not having, the social component in some ways was that a relief like is there some break from that for you or just you're talking more purely from just an academic it was easier to just manage your own work and assignments more effectively not being in
2: yeah so i think like socially it was harder because i couldn't see my friends as easily well i still could like keep up with them like, through text and stuff. And, yeah, just academically, I thought it was fine, but, like, socially, it was definitely harder. Definitely harder. And then what about
0: you? If you go back to, to last year when it when the pandemic hit?
1: When it hit or when the school year started?
0: No, I would say, like, when it hit because we didn't get to talk to you last year. I'm just interested, I know, for you. It was, it was definitely...
1: So last year, basically, what happened was school shut down for about six weeks, and... Uh, we got back in it, but everything was kind of very, like, like, wishy, like wa- wishy-washy. It was super, it was really easy. If you had all A's, you really didn't have to go back to school. It's that, it really was. You Everything was optional. Everything was curved. Everything was given. Like, the last three or four weeks, if you participated in class, your grade got booted up by 0.5. So it was very gifty academically. Uh, socially, it was very difficult, though, because I'm a very social person, and I... That's where I love to be. I love to be around my friends. And being stuck in a house for six months with my family drove me a little bit crazy. But academically, not that difficult, but socially, definitely difficult. Yeah.
0: And for you, soccer, last year,
1: yeah, that, you that, had
0: one scrimmage.
1: Correct. We had two scrimmages. We won both the scrimmages. Uh, we were actually, I think we were going to be very good. I don't think we were going to lose a game because we had like a very, very, very good JV team. But, yeah, then then COVID hit and we got completely shut down. Uh, But all my club stuff got shut down. I kind of was just locked down at home. Uh, It was very tough for me because, you know, athletic-wise, too, I wasn't moving as much. So that was difficult, and that's how I get out some of my, you know, mental stuff and all my anxiety and stuff like that. You know, that's where I put it all all on the field.
0: Right. For you, Megan, just in terms of uh, extracurricular involvement either through sports I know you would you played volleyball but I think you told us last time that you had stopped playing volleyball so just from a clubs or any other extracurricular what's been that like for you
2: I didn't really get to like participate in many things like all clubs were like through zoom meetings right so you couldn't really do much so yeah it was just kind of like isolating you couldn't yeah. participate in anything
0: yep And so maybe just as you, if either of you have any tips for getting through that, I think you can talk about something that you started doing that I think was really healthy. But I am curious, Megan, was there anything that you did that you thought helped you get through that difficult time, especially being isolated? I think this is one of the things about the pandemic, which hopefully we're on the tail end and we're all going to resume life. But I think... For those people that still feel isolated, even when they're not in a pandemic, like maybe there's something that you did or something that helped you that might help other people when you felt like that. Was there anything like that was new for you during the pandemic that you started or a new habit or ritual or anything that helped you feel better about things?
2: Uh, I would say just like take time for yourself to not like think about everything that's going on, just like read or like watch a show, like that really helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just doing nothing. <laughs> some having some
0: escape? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then what about you? What was something that helped you eventually kind of manage your...
1: I think this whole year, I think a big thing that I strive to do was try and find a, find a new hobby. Because when you find a hobby and you can escape to that hobby, it makes everything feel that's going on around you so little because you're just in that little hobby. So for some people, it could be drawing, it could be reading, it could be exercise. There's so many different things that people could do in order to help themselves out mentally. But my my thing was I I had to somehow get exercise because that's how I, you know, get out all my anxiety and stuff like that. So I started to lift last year around August, and that was my new hobby. And I'm still doing it now, and I love it a lot now, too. So I, it's just that's what's helped me get through everything socially and keep me in shape and exercise and it's just what I found and what I like to do
0: yeah I think that's awesome I think I've told you this a lot that I feel like you have inspired me to try to be a bit more healthy (laughs) to work out (laughs) because he's getting up at like 6 a.m and exercising and working out and I was like man I I need to be doing a little bit more but I think too for you he's some of his friends started doing it also so it was like a social outlet but there was only like four of them so they weren't overly exposed and you know that ended up being a good thing Um so if we move into this year everybody started virtual and then right the latter part of the year is when they introduced going back in school for some days but in terms of academics this year I mean junior year is known for being a really hard year academically so tell me um, Megan, we'll just start with you. How has the year been for you and what have you found with the course load and how would you rate that sort of stress level academically, uh, given, you know, where you're going, looking ahead into senior year and starting to look at colleges and stuff? How, how have you felt with that kind of pressure?
2: Uh, I think it's definitely like more pressure than previous years, especially because like most people are taking a lot of AP classes like I did, so like the course load was like a little bit more. But overall, like, I don't think it was, like, that much more homework than you would usually have. But I really think the hardest thing was, like, preparing for, like, ACTs and SATs. Like, it just added another layer of stress. Mm -hmm. It was just a lot to do at the same time, like, schoolwork and then also SAT prep and stuff like that.
0: Do you feel like for yourself, like, do you have certain goals that you're trying to hit? Are there certain schools that you're trying to get into that you already know have certain metrics? Like, what's driving some of that pressure
2: yeah I just like I really want to get into a like I have like certain colleges that I'm looking at that I really want to get into so it's just like me trying to get on like the level that I need to be to get into those colleges and like keep my grades up and how are you at test taking I'm fine like with the SATs and stuff I'm like not amazing at them because I'm not like very fast at taking tests. So I think it's like the timed part that's really difficult for me. Mm -hmm. But overall, I don't think it's like horrible if you just work hard at it. So.
0: And it's something that you spent time like with a tutor or have you spent time doing sort of self-paced
2: help? Yeah, it was more like a class that I did for the SAT, which was
0: helpful. Mm -hmm. So. And are you feeling better now about that, like, do you feel like you still have more work you want to do there? Like, will you be taking them again? Or are you happy with where that landed for you? And is that...
2: For the most part, I'm happy with it. But I'm, I'm taking another SAT this Saturday, actually. You so are. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> but overall, I'm, like, happy with what I've gotten on them and, like, what my grades have been this year, so...
0: And so you feel like at this point, like, there's a little bit of that pressure has been lifted? Yeah. And just... In terms of what's driving the pressure, it's more, would you say it's more self-inflicted or is it inflicted by peers or by parents or by teachers? Like, where do you think the pressure comes from?
2: Probably just myself, honestly, because I know what I want to do. So like I have to get to like a certain like grade or a certain SAT score to like be able to pursue what I want to do. Yeah. So, And do you already
0: know what you want to do?
2: Do you think? Yeah. What do you want? to do? Uh, I want to major in environmental science and policy.
0: So. Nice and what do you want to do with that?
2: I want to go to, like government like federal work conserving lands and stuff. So Very cool I love that.
0: What about you academically? How do you feel the pressure's been and what has this year been like for you?
1: Well I mean the beginning of this year it felt very surreal like it didn't really feel like school. It was kind of weird. It was this weird Way of schooling that I've never done before, and I had to adjust to it. But overall, it wasn't that bad this year. It really wasn't. A lot of chances for extra credit. A lot of chances for a lot of give me's this year as well. I feel like from the teachers, like for example, my AP US History teacher gave us like seven or eight things that were worth hundred points that you could do for extra credit to get ready for the AP exam this year. There were you could never get you could never get a zero, so you get a fifty or above if you had a missing assignment. So there was some stuff and you had a long, you had like a two week period in order for you to to turn in your work and it still counted as full credit. So there were a lot of give me's and I think they cut down the workload a little bit too uh, instead if we were in regular school. But where I ended up, I'm very happy. I I definitely worked hard, it doesn't discredit people because there was still work and it was still difficult testing and all that. And I went back into school so there was that too. You went back
0: two days a week, right? Yeah, I went back yeah. two days
1: a week, which was, it was nice because online in school, um, it was hard for me to pay attention in class. It wasn't, it's, it's never been difficult for me to stay on top of my work. I always am like, when I see work, I get it done. It's kind of just what I do. But paying attention while class was going on was very difficult, especially at home because there were so many distractions. Uh, like, you know, especially since there were four other people working in my house, it made it very difficult <laughs> to yeah. pay attention in class. But I think that was probably the biggest obstacle this year. But where I ended up, I'm very happy.
0: Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates, your one-stop shop for soft skills development, speaking, coaching, and workshops. If you'd like to hire Teresa, visit www.teresafreemanassociates.com for more information. it's interesting like i i feel like for both of you which you don't realize yet and maybe you'll realize later is that what you've been through and how you've had to adapt it's really a great skill that you've learned <laughs> and that you'll be able to use that going forward and to be able to to your point megan i think some some people are better than others or maybe you've had more experience of like managing your own Workload and you're, you've been good at that and like the pace, but I think a lot of people then had to do that in this virtual environment. And that's a lot what you have to do in college, right? You When you get to college, you have to manage your own workload because you have a lot more free time. And so you've been given this opportunity, maybe not in the way that you wanted it, but that you have built the skill that I think is going to serve you really well you know, in the future. So outside of the pandemic, what would you all say felt different about being a junior than a sophomore? Anything that kind of stands out?
1: Oh man, that's a hard question. I think if we were in school, the big difference would be that, I mean, we're upperclassmen, which is kind of crazy to think about. I still feel like I'm a, I'm I'm a sophomore. (laughs) I know it's probably not a great thing, but it's like the pandemic hit, and I feel like a year. You and lost a year a in a way? I, well, I mean, we kind of did lose a yeah. year. But I think the biggest difference would just be us being upperclassmen. That would be the biggest one.
0: And you don't really feel like that now? Like, just do you feel, you said you'd grown a lot this year.
1: Yeah, I've, I've grown, like, due to external things as well as, right? you know, uh, this pandemic. But I don't know. I don't yeah. feel Hard bigger question. or badder. Right. I just. A little so, more mature, maybe. Little, just a little bit more mature,
0: yeah. What about you, Megan? Is there anything that feels very different from last year, just in terms of your own growth and maturity?
2: Uh, I'm not sure because I don't feel like I've changed all that much. Like I feel like I've gained more confidence in myself. I don't know if that's just like being away from people more, yeah, and like getting to know myself better. But I feel like maybe that's just getting older. You just learn more about yourself.
0: Yeah, I, it's funny, just listening to you both, I hear more confidence just, you know, compared to previous conversations, which is interesting. Like, it's not something when you see someone every day, right? You don't always see it or you're living it. But I I definitely hear a little bit of difference. You know, for Luke, like in our family, um, his dad had a pretty significant illness and has been kind of fighting that all year. So how did that impact your year and how does that impact kind of your ability to...
1: It's it's definitely impacted it. I mean, I feel like I've had to grow it up a little bit faster. Yeah. Cuz I've had to step up and, you know, take Josh, take Scott, do this, do that. It's a lot of doing. Since I'm the oldest, I have to set an example, I have to be strong, you know. It's it, it definitely has not been easy. Uh, I'll tell you that much. And at the same time, like laying it all out, it's like I have school, I had sports, I had dad, and then I had the pandemic. So I had a lot going on this year, and I think I handled it pretty well, and I think I balanced my schedule pretty well. I think time management's definitely, I've grown on that a lot. And then I think I've grown up, you know, emotionally too, uh, trying to convey good emotions. And I also feel like I'm trying to set a good example for Josh and Scott, which I've done pretty well. And then there's there's a couple instances where I've had to, you know, instead of doing things that I want, I'd have to step in and, have to help out Josh and Scott, or have to help out mom with some certain problem. And I think that's also where I've grown a lot is you knowing kind of the importance of family. So it's definitely affected me, but it's definitely affected me in a better way. It's made me a better person, and it's definitely made me grow.
0: Yeah, it's interesting sometimes when you have difficulty, significant difficulty or challenge, when you're in it. You can have the perspective of why this is happening to me, right? Or you can have the perspective of how does this make me a better human, better, or what can I learn from it, or how is this going to change me in a in a positive way?
1: Yeah, you can't really curl up in a ball when that happens, right? It it, it 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 a lot of people tend to do it. It's just like something starts something something bad starts happening to them, and they just are like, no, I I can't do this. I'm gonna curl up in a ball and then go sit in my room and watch. You know, Netflix shows
0: hours.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but I feel like you know I needed to step up and I did and...
0: I would agree with that and I'll just take this moment to thank you publicly for course, everything that yeah. you did you were amazing and super helpful and you are a great role model and I think the other thing too hopefully you know I know the exercise has been huge but do you feel like you've had opportunities to actually kind of feel your feelings right and like be connected to that at all
1: yeah i mean yeah that but i've i don't know i'm, I'm lucky i've kind of just been happy my entire life <laughs> i've never really had to worry about sadness and stuff like that i mean i got your gene thank you i don't know
0: it's a gene thing but
1: um but yeah i've kind of just maybe a little bit but not too much it hasn't affected me too much sadly i'm really been depressed at all. yeah and what about your faith Yeah, it's brought me a little bit closer to my faith. I feel like praying and stuff like that. Yeah. uh, I mean, it's brought me a little bit closer. But I think that's also, it's also kind of moved out a little bit of my life at the same time because, you know, I've had to focus on other things too. I mean, yeah, it's gone both ways. Yeah. Where it's helped and I've kind of pushed away from it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for talking about that. Of course. I appreciate it. What about um, socially? So now we've talked before. I think I've asked you guys this. Both years, like in terms of kind of external influences, right? When you think about like socially, I know things are opening back up again with partying and like access to alcohol and controlled sub- substances and all that. So, would you say, how has um, that been for you this year?
1: I mean, it's definitely been more accessible, but I haven't had any time. Like, I feel like. <laughs> You know how they portray it in movies? They're like, yeah, if you don't drink this, you're you're a baby. (laughs) It's it's not like that at all, right? Nobody's bullying you. one's bullying you. It's kind of that thing where it's like, do you want it? No. All right, cool, thanks. Or for us anyways. It's like one of those things where it's like if you just speak your opinion, they're not going to care. For everyone listening, it's like, especially at a younger age, it's like, don't think drinking's cool. If you do not want to drink, or if you do not want to do anything else, don't do it. There's there's no point. But I think it's been very easy to stand my ground, especially because I just don't want to do it. I don't have any interest in doing it. But yeah, I mean, peer pressure, not bad at all, but more accessible, definitely.
0: More accessible. What about for you, Megan, in terms of just having access to those things or those things being offered to you or socially within your group?
2: With my friends, like people who I hang out with, I don't think it's even like a thought that we have that any of us would want to try any of it. And then also, like, in the times that I have been around it, like, I just, no one's going to, like, force you to do it, like Luke said. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, you have to try this or something. So it hasn't really been, like, a difficulty or anything.
0: I'm interested, maybe not even so much from the perspective of it being pushed on you socially, like, if you don't do this, you're not cool. (laughs) I think of it too, as being available as an escape.
1: It's a coping mechanism.
0: Yes. And isn't it, I'm curious at this point, it seems like because there's access and because there is a way to, you know, feel better for the minute or the moment, is that at all attractive? Attractive? No. Or enticing, you know, or of interest.
1: Not really. It doesn't
0: change that at all for you.
1: Not really, no. I mean, I can cope in different ways. Yeah. That's. I told you, I cope through exercising. I don't need to cope through substance abuse. Yeah. No. That's not that's not what I do.
0: Would you, you feel the same way, Megan?
2: Yeah, I just feel like I don't need it or anything.
1: Yeah.
0: You guys are so healthy. <laughs> I'm not sure I could have said the same thing. Missy's also laughing and I think is nodding in agreement. So we'll just, we'll move on so that we don't divulge our own experiences with that. Let's not turn the interview to the other way. So if you do feel peer pressure at this point in your academic career, let's say, how does it show up or where do you feel it? I
1: feel it when I check the grade book. That's basically when I feel it the most. Uh, if I if I see I have a B in something, then I'm like, okay, how can I fix this quickly? Especially when it starts cranking towards the end of the year, because this year it was a rolling grade book, so it wasn't. It's usually quarters. Like you'll get a grades through a quarter, and then that'll be your final grade for the quarter. This year it was you graded all the way through, so it was like there was no stopping quarters. All the grades were put into one, one bucket. Yeah, one bucket, pretty much. So that was very like. That was scary. At the end of the year, when you when you started seeing like, it started ticking towards like March and April, and you saw some grades you didn't like, cause it was very hard to change them because there was so much in the grade book already. Like even even some of a hundred point grades, were moving it by like one or two points maybe, right. I'll usually be changing like maybe four or five points. So
0: that's my experience with it. Academic pressure. Yeah. How about you, Megan?
2: Uh, For like academic pressure, I would also agree that like looking at the grade book is just like stressful no matter what year. (laughs) But I feel like it's like my parents have been like putting a lot of pressure on me to do well in school this year. Because like it's your junior year and you you have to show that you're like consistent with your grades and you're like going to be applying to colleges soon. So like make sure you're doing well in your classes. But then also like it's just, I don't know, it's not horrible or anything. It's just like
0: you Trust. had mentioned before that with even within your friend group, right, there was a bit of like, what'd you get? What'd you get? Like there's a little bit of that comparing. Is that still happening or is that not as much of a thing?
2: It is, but it's not like really comparing. We're just like talking about it and being like, oh, like this class is hard or like, do you need help with this or something like that? So like, yeah, I still like compare myself to my friends. Like if they get a better, a better grade than I do, then I feel bad about it, but it's not like that bad. Like, I feel like it's more encouraging because I'm like, oh, if they did well, I can also do well mm. and they can help me or I can help them. I do feel
0: like, maybe you talk a little bit about this. I feel like it just in watching you, uh, there's been more, because of the virtual thing, there has been more like collaboration or people have been helping each other more. Yeah. I think that like that is representative of life. (laughs) So, you know, out in the working world, you're typically with a group of people that are collaborating towards solving a problem like Missy and I, right? Like we work together, like there's two of us working together to solve a problem, whatever that is. I feel like interestingly, virtually you all maybe depended on each other a little bit more than you would have if you were in school. Is that true? Do you think? Or is it? the same both ways like when you were in school or virtual you you kind of help each other
1: I think it was it's both I, I maybe a little bit more this year but it was kind of both that, that's how I felt about that <laughs> I, it was it's it's just kind of been the same
0: it's been the same yeah what about social media let's just talk about that for a minute how is that influencing your life or impacting you at this point and has it changed over the last couple of years at all
2: uh i don't really think that like social media has been like a pressure or anything like i just see it as like a fun way to like connect with people and like share interests but it can be like kind of harmful sometimes like if you start comparing yourself to other people then you can like it can like hurt your like self-esteem sometimes or like your image of yourself but most of the time like it's just fun yeah (laughs) so yeah
1: and, and for you, how I feel a lot less pressure than I did uh, freshman and sophomore year because I have my group of people now, and I feel like you know, I just I enjoy my that's me I enjoy my little group of people, and freshman and sophomore year, I felt like I needed to shell out on a certain platform in order to try and connect with more people or try and see, I don't know I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but. I feel like there's just less pressure this year, and I just do it, like, making set for fun and just to connect with people, mostly.
0: Would you say, is it fair to say that you really, it took till kind of the end of last year for you to find your group?
1: Yeah, and who knows, I could change. It, it really can. In high school, it can change at any time, but right now, I'm very complacent with my group. And yeah, I found them about, like, a year ago. Yeah,
0: and that's, I think, interesting, like, for people that maybe haven't found that group yet, right, that have started and they've just finished their freshman year or even their sophomore year, like it, it can take a while to find your people. Correct. Yeah. That is true. And then we had talked about this before. I don't know if you've observed it, and Megan, maybe it's not within your circle, but you had said that girls can seem to be more harsh on social media or to even to each other than, than guys do. Have you experienced that, Megan, or do you? is that something you observe
2: I think it really depends on like who you're friends with. Cause like with my friends, like we've been friends since we were like in fourth grade. So we don't really like care about each other's social medias and stuff. And, but like, I can see it with other groups of friends. Like it can be kind of toxic sometimes.
0: You yourself haven't been on the receiving end of that or have been, no, what about you? What you say, just in terms of your observation of girls?
1: and I think girls, I'm not a girl, obviously. Right. But I think uh, when it comes to texting, just in general, nothing, nothing gets interpreted the way it should. So it's like, if you text something immediate a certain way, someone can perceive it completely differently on the other side, which I think causes a lot of drama. And then I think sometimes, I'm just going to put in perspective what I see. For guys, it's like, if something goes wrong, right, in real life, and then they take it, I rarely see it in social media, I rarely see, I see them, you know, confrontate each other and they talk about it and then they move on. I think girls sometimes feel like they have to be right and they have to have the last word. So then this ongoing debate of I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, and they never become friends again. That's kind of what I've perceived sometimes.
0: So guys kind of handle it offline. Like they, I think they work they're work. better to... at
1: confronting each other and Directly. explaining what they, what they felt and what they saw. Well, girls will be like, no, 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 you're wrong. And then they're like, no, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> so it's just this ongoing debate. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think that might be true.
1: It also of... depends on the girls, right? It depends right. on the friend group. Like, if they're from fourth grade, I guarantee they'll do the confrontating part. Like, I don't think they're confronting the confronting part like yeah i don't think they'll have a problem with confronting each other but the newer group are, you know starting to mold well it's together. easier
0: to do it online than to to tell someone face to face that you have that you're unhappy with an action that that's hard to do yeah. that's hard kind of at any age right do, are you able to do that with your friends megan are you able to to be straight if stuff's someone hurts your feelings or if stuff's going south
2: Yeah, I think I can. And also just within like the people that I'm friends with, like even if it's just like a guy or a girl, I I don't think I've ever really had like a conflict with anyone that I've needed to like- Address. Yeah, like nothing's been, like I don't think I've had a fight with my friends like ever. And then also, this is gonna sound kind of mean, but I don't have a problem cutting someone off. Like if I just, yeah, I just don't have a problem with it. If they're being like really rude or if they, have a problem with me like I don't have trouble just not talking to them anymore Mm. and finding someone else to hang out with so and do you feel like
0: it sounds too like you have a certain level of behavior you expect from people right in terms of how they treat you and if they're not going to treat you that way then you feel like you can cut that cord pretty easily If you'd like to advertise with Relatable, please email us at info at Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, that's a skill that you, you'll you start to learn over time, but just being more direct with people and being able to communicate if something's bothering you, it can go a long way, but it's tough. And I think social media there it does allow this sort of fake, fake way, right, where you can like air your stuff, and then it doesn't. It's like vapor, right? We've talked about it doesn't really mean anything, but nothing. It, it's hard for things to get resolved that way too, for sure. Correct. So let's talk a little bit about driving, because oh. now I think when we last talked about this, I think you had both at least had your learners. Maybe I don't Maybe. think you had your license yet, so. How has, uh, you start with you, Luke, how has driving changed your life?
1: Just more responsibility. I think it was a, it's a huge step to responsibility. It's like, I think tending to your family needs is a big one, like taking younger brother places, going grocery shopping, running a little bit of errands. I think that also, like that, you know, makes you more mature. And then also uh, being able to go to your sporting events is huge. I think that's, that was my big thing was being able to control my own schedule and being on time to everything and it was now my duty instead of my parents duty, getting there on time. I think those are the two biggest things that I can think of. And freedom, there's more freedom.
0: I thought that I thought you would lead with freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean
1: <laughs> I think it depends on the parent honestly. Cuz I mean, you could have your driver's license but then again, like if your parents don't let you go out, then you can't really <laughs> use driver's license. So I think it depends on the parent for freedom because they still control what you do because you're living under their under their roof. Right. But for the most part, there's definitely a benefit of freedom.
0: You like having it? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Megan? How has it changed for you? Uh
2: yeah, I would agree with like the responsibility part, like where your parents ask you to like go get groceries for them. <laughs> and also the freedom part too. Like it's just you can like go and meet up with your friends you're just in charge of your own schedule now or more so than you were before so it's like nice most of the time to have it not and and that feeling
0: of dependency right that you're just not wholly dependent on another person to to be somewhere or to do what you want to do so I think Megan when we talked to you last you haven't driven much but then now that you have it do you find you're very open to doing it
2: yeah, I don't know if I would say I like driving. Like, I don't hate it or anything, but, like, if I have the option for my older sister to drive me and I don't have to drive, I'll take that. Like, I yeah. don't... <laughs> it's not my favorite thing. Yeah.
0: And what about you? you, you I love it. I you, like it a lot, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's kind of therapeutic.
1: It's yeah, nice.
0: yeah. Get out with the tunes. Yeah, all you all get good.
1: to listen to your own music, too.
0: I can definitely tell you that many a time Luke rolls up in our driveway with the okay. music super loud... <laughs>
1: That's usually on my way home from practice.
0: (laughs) And you're all amped up? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, man. So, as you guys are thinking about next year, and you're kind of thinking about what's to come, what, we'll start with you, Luke, what are some of the things that you are excited about, and what are some of the things that you're worried about?
1: I think going back into school is kind of worrisome like getting back into listening to everything especially from going two days a week back to five days a week and we've had that one day off which has been really helpful I feel like that's going to be rough um I think it's going to limit your time obviously when you're at home um while they're teaching you could be doing different stuff at the same time now you're really gonna to have to be zoned in and focused I think a thing that's gonna be awesome is that we're gonna be seniors so I mean we kind of Rule the school, <laughs> as they say. But I think it's I think next year's gonna be fun too because I think I've I've learned that the the higher you go up in grade, the more lenient the teachers are. If you like, in a sense, depending on who the teacher is, that's usually the case. So that'll be fun. Uh, I get to see all my friends next year, which will be a lot of fun. I'll have my senior year of soccer, which will be a lot of fun. So there's a lot to look forward to. I think the only thing that I'm worried about is going back from five days a week, which is gonna be a little bit difficult to adjust to. But I'll be fine. And then for college, I feel like, you know, doing my applications is probably the summer, so it relieves stress, and I don't have to do that on top of my workload next year. Are you stressed out about that whole process or not? Not, not quite yet, because it also kind of seems surreal. Like it doesn't seem like I'm I'm quite there yet, even though I'm very close. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not too worried about it right now because I still got a lot of time. But I mean, it's coming up soon, so that'll be fun. (laughs)
0: What about you, Megan? What are, what are some of the things that you're excited about for next year? And then if you have some worries, what are those?
2: I'm excited to go back to school, like for the most part, I think it'll be nice to like actually be in person again. But yeah, I'm also scared of the five days and not just four basically. And like for the summer, like applying to colleges, I feel like that's gonna be really stressful because I saw my sister applying for her colleges. And that did not look fun, so, yeah. It'll be and
0: interesting. Are you working this summer? Yeah. Where are you working?
2: Uh, I was working at Dick's Sporting Goods, so.
0: And you have a job? Yeah, I do. What do you, What's your job?
1: I, uh, I work at Maryfield Garden Center. Yeah.
0: yeah. And how has that been just in the last sort of couple months? How has that been managing? Because you've got still school, you've had soccer, you've got the job, like, got some family responsibilities. How has that been?
1: Uh, it's been fine for the most part. Yeah, uh, I've made it work. It's definitely, my is very physically tiring, not really, doesn't take a lot of brain power. Yeah. It just takes a lot of moving stuff and yeah. throwing bags of dirt in cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what I do. But I think balancing it all, just make sure... When you get a job it, you can balance it with your schedule because I think a big thing that especially a lot of job stress when they hire certain ages is they my my boss definitely emphasized school comes first make sure you have your school laid out and then you can you should be able to That's work good. all your shifts and stuff like that but make sure in order for you to get a job you, you do have time
0: one thing I thought of asking you guys just because I think it's helpful what what do you do, Megan, to help with your time management? Like when you do have a lot going on and you've got a lot of responsibilities, what sort of tools or what do you use to help keep you organized?
2: Uh, I just like writing it out like a schedule, kind of just like writing down, writing down what I need to do in a day. I feel like that's really helpful if I have a lot of stuff I have to do.
0: do you do that per day or do you have like a calendar where you're looking like a week out or when you're kind of working with your classes, you said that you're pretty good at pacing. How do you, what, what do you do there to help keep yourself on track?
2: Uh, I do both. Like my family has a calendar together. So like we just write down what we have like in a week. And then also like, i more like write down like what homework I have and like the order I should do things in mm-hmm. and like if I need to clean my room or something like that I just find it easier to write it all out. You're, you're a list person? Yeah.
0: And how do you manage your time?
1: Um, I just kind of think of the day in increments of an hour. Uh-huh. That's really how I manage my time <laughs> for the most part. I just um, for school usually check at like three thirty, like what I have to do and yeah. it's usually laid out on classroom. Um, I do it and then after that, look around the house, see if I need to do anything. So
0: nobody at this point is using like a calendar function on like their phone or their own computer or anything. I might suggest it <laughs> just because it's something that you eventually use later, like when, when you have a job. You use When you're older. When you're older, um, but it really does help to like be able to see out just like per day but then you can see a weekend ahead or a month ahead and um now with phones right it's so easy you guys can like put stuff right in their phone and you'd see what you got going on maybe try it and then when we talk next year we'll see how it's working okay (laughs) okay all right so um tell me about you know you have a um he has a younger sibling that's starting next year as a freshman and you had your sister that started right so if you kind of put your Um, big sister big brother hat on and people are just starting out right and you guys now are three years in I've asked you this kind of I asked you this last year what advice would you give them to help make their experience a little smoother or something that you have learned that you're like man if I if I had known that or if I had thought that way it would have made things a little bit easier on me
1: you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know if I said this last year, but get good grades in your easy classes early, because that's that's what's gonna set you on the path. I did not do that, and a C plus has been haunting me since <laughs> since freshman year. Yeah, uh, which has killed it. So freshman year, I was I wasn't very mature school wise. Did not get very good grades in the sophomore year. I matured, and then junior year, I've been focused on grades too. So I definitely, my, my freshman year, had not very good grades, and then... You still
0: had pretty good grades.
1: Yeah, not really. All right. And then <laughs> sophomore year, I pretty much, I had all As, and then this year I had all As and one B+. So my advice to you is get your good grades early. And then also try and get inside of clubs and stuff. Try and do extracurricular stuff. If, the, if colleges see you doing extracurricular stuff all four years... And continue through a program all four years. That's going to be huge on your application. That's wow. my advice.
0: What about you, Megan?
2: Uh, mine is like less academic, but it's like just stop caring about what people think about you as much because that was a really big problem for me. Like last year in freshman year, and like earlier than that. Like I just cared way too much about what people thought of me, and so like I was just like afraid to like do stuff that I actually like. So. I don't know how they would go about doing that, but just like try your best, like not let it get to your head and just like work on yourself. Just Yeah, like
0: work on yourself so that you know what you want and you know what your opinions are, what your feelings are, what you want to do so that you can communicate that versus having other people make those decisions for you.
2: Yeah. And also just like, if you are passionate about something, don't like be afraid to like show that you're passionate about it. So I love
0: that. Yeah. That was actually kind of, this leads to another question, which maybe you just answered, but maybe you have another one I'm interested for you. If you think about like an insecurity that you had or something that you look back now, you're like, I should, you know, I mean, we all have insecurities and sometimes you have those and you have to work through them, but is there anything you look back on and you're like, man, it just really wasn't that bad. I could right? Or if you were to, is there, or would you say your insecurities are sort of still the same? Or have you matured some? I'm trying to think.
1: I haven't matured. I
0: mean, you said the thing about social media, kind of trying to be, maybe look a certain way on social media. And now uh, you don't really care.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's that. I think another thing is, I don't know, super vocal in class. Like, I think through middle school I was super vocal in class, and then ninth grade or like ninth grade hit, and I was kind of like more more quiet because it was I didn't want to sound stupid. I think that was my big thing, is I really didn't want to sound stupid. But the more I've learned, the more questions you ask, you know, questions don't hurt at all. You just learn, right? Even if another person thinks it's a stupid question, it doesn't really matter because you still need to know the material. That's what I've oh, I've I like matured a little bit.
0: What about you, Megan? Any other insecurities that you think you've overcome?
2: Uh, This is kind of like, like, again, not school related, but I had like a lot of self-confidence, like issues when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I just had to like take a step back and like actually like look at why I was feeling like certain ways and just like take time to like sort through my mental health and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I think it's like really important, like not just to focus on school, but to focus on how you're feeling and like putting an emphasis on that.
0: I love that. And I feel like hopefully we're getting better at that. Like there's much more dialogue hopefully where we're talking more and people are being more honest about that. And just like you were, like that's not easy to say and that's hard to put yourself out there. And the more we do that, the more we are honest that, you know, that mental health is just as important as your physical health, right? And it's just as important, I think, as your spiritual health, right? So it's like all these dimensions of being overall and a holistic health, healthy person. And so the fact that you found that as an area of focus or area that you wanted to develop or strengthen, I think that's great. And and how did you, um, do you feel like, focusing on that, like you're feeling more confident now and and you're at a better place th- after spending some time doing that?
2: Yeah, I definitely think I'm in a better place mentally. Just, yeah, it's been really helpful. It's also like helped with like schoolwork and stuff. So I feel like I can focus on it more and just feel more confident in my abilities to do things. Yeah. So.
0: Like if you're less distracted almost, right? Like if, mm-hmm. if you don't have kind of that noise going on, you can actually be Clear and focused on what you want.
2: Yeah.
0: Awesome. I think that you both are extraordinary. And I'm so appreciative that you've been willing to sit down with us each year and have this conversation. I think it's really cool. And I know that every time we post this conversation, there's lots of interest and uh, lots of people listen. So uh, we're just very grateful and appreciate it. I hope you. Guys, have a great summer, and I can't wait to talk to you maybe in the spring of next year so we can hear about your plans and, you know, hear about how things have been going from now until then.
1: Yeah, that sounds great.
0: Sounds sound good? Yeah. Well, thank you, Megan, so much. I really appreciate having you on.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, Luke. Of course, thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Megan and Luke. Such a joy to have you on Relatable. I loved your advice. Don't be afraid to ask questions in class, even if it's nerve-wracking. Focus on how you're feeling and pay attention to your mental health. There are so many dimensions to feeling happy and satisfied in life. It's not just about your achievements. You two are awesome. Best to you in your senior year. Such great insight and advice from these two amazing young adults. Thank you to Missy for producing this episode, and thank you to our Relatable community and listeners. We're so thankful for your support and listenership. If you get a moment, please subscribe and rate Relatable. You can leave comments. We can be found on your favorite listening platform. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates. You can follow us on Twitter and the TFA Facebook page. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable. Stay connected.